Flash Racer, and I'm your host of Ethos Bengals. You can find us on Twitter at, at Ethos Bengals. You can find myself at, at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. Happy to be here today. It's a beautiful day in Madison, Wisconsin. Gotta soak it in because tomorrow is going to be full of icy rain mix. Can't wait. Be a good day to study up on my Bengals. Now today I just want to talk about the coaching carousel that's going on and how it affects us, as well as some expiring contracts, maybe some cuts, and uh, maybe some extensions that'll be mentioned. First thing I want to get into is definitely surprising to me uh, that Zach Taylor has kept all three of his uh, major coaches being the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and the special teams coordinator together this whole time. Uh, that's super integral. That means everyone's been on the same page the past few years. I know it didn't start off very well, but look at us now. Back-to-back AFC Championship games and arguably could be in the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, that being said, both Lou Anarumo and Brian Callahan have had an interview with an organization and currently scheduled for a second. Uh, the first ones being Zoom meetings since they were still with the team, but now they can officially go meet in person. Uh, Lou is meeting with the Cardinals, which would be a very uh, interesting shift there coming from a completely offensive-minded head coach to a defense. And uh, with Kyler there, I don't know, maybe Lou just brings in someone to handle the offensive side completely. Uh, Brian Callahan... Offense coordinator, he is in his second interview with the Colts, but who knows what's going on there because they have, I don't know, like six or seven second-round candidates, including Jeff Saturday, who probably should not be head coach in this league. And then thinking if we lose either one of them, like, do we have in-house options? Haven't really heard too much talk. On the offensive side of the ball, we're also maybe losing two uh, position coaches. Troy Walther's been our receivers coach since 2020. He's in, going to have an interview with Houston and D'Amico Ryans, trying to assemble his new staff down there. And then Dan Pitcher, who's the, been the quarterback coach since 2019, been doing great with Joe Burrow. Any team would probably love to have him come and work with a young quarterback. He's in his, He's having an interview with Tampa Bay. And with Brady retiring there, you know they're going to be resetting that quarterback room. And can't uh, can't knock on pitcher's progress right now. And in fact, he actually just got a contract extension a week or two ago. So it's kind of interesting to see that he'd go uh, go talk with them. But you know, can't blame him. That's a big step up from a quarterback coach to offense coordinator. Okay, enough about the coaching. Let's get into some. Uh, interesting contract situations among the team. Uh, first, I think is probably one of the more divisive topics, and that's uh, Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine. Mixon lately in the news for not the best of reasons. Also not the first time this has happened. Uh, but that got resolved pretty quickly. Uh, kind of comical, actually, in some senses. But... Uh, that's all I know, and that's all I'm really going to say about it. I'd say on the field, though, I have never really been a big Mixon guy. I did not like the fact that they gave him that contract a few years ago. 
the fact that he was even being talked about with Christian McCaffrey money range is kind of laughable to me now. I don't think he would mention those two in the same conversation anymore. I think the closest guy from that draft class era, Saquon Barkley, and he's still 25 years old. Mixon, I believe, is going on 28. And he's got a little more tread on the tires because Barkley has been hurt. But anyways, I digress. I think on the field between the two, the fact that the Bengals are moving to a pass for not only a pass first, pass second offense as well, they've been passing a lot more on first and second down, just leaving more of a, a short 30-yard situation, which they can either pass out of that or try to hammer it down. I think Samaje been a lot more efficient on the field with his carries. He's a much better pass blocking back, and he's shown his guy good receiving chops. Last year in that AFC Championship game, he took that screen and that totally jump-started the entire team. I'll never forget that. This year, Mixon, he had a couple blow-up games. It kind of seems how he is. It's either boom or bust. I just don't see how they cannot consider cutting him this offseason. They would save around $10 million in cap space. And with some uh, extensions looming that I'll talk about, that could go a long way. Or they could be another big factor in the free agency market again. They're going to need to retool up with a bunch of guys leaving this offseason. Uh, interesting fact, Bengals are the 8th highest paid running back room in the league. Which, when you think about it, is crazy because it's really Mixon, P. Ryan, Chris Evans is on a rookie deal. Trevion Williams with a 6th round pick who does not demand a lot of money. I... And that's all mixing right there. And with them moving to the pass offense, like I said earlier, I it, it does not make sense to me to have that much money associated with the running backs. Now, they have had success drafting running backs, and especially in the second round. Uh, most recent, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, our guy Joe Mixon. Ugh. But... <laughs> That said, this is a loaded draft class. Take a swing with someone that can provide a little more speed on the offense, has good pass-catching ability, and can effectively split time with P. Ryan, let him be a more of a bruiser, short-down, pass-blocking guy, and effectively just make Burrow the commander of the ship. And it, basically what he says goes. He's, the, he's a great quarterback at the line, maybe the best. He sees everything. So if he wanted to totally abandon the run game and let him do it all all game for that. Now the next guy I want to talk about is the Energizer Bunny for the Bengals in my eyes and that is Hayden Hurst uh, who was a very very good value this season. Uh, one year contract unfortunately that's up. Bengals are going to have to big decision with that. In my eyes great, great third down option. There were so many games in which he, when we needed to make a play he was there for us coming in the, the most recent AFC Championship game, that third and 16, he fought he fought for yards every single game. That said, in regards to the bunny comment, he also did like to hurdle a lot, which gave me a little bit of heart attacks, but can't argue with the results most of the time. A bit older as a prospect coming out, he probably does want to try to secure one more big-time contract. I don't think that means he'll settle for a team-friendly deal with Cincy. They're going to be down him and Drew Sample at the end of the year. They're going to have to retool that tight end room yet again. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the free agents are, but I do know it's a deep draft class. 
but we can talk about that once the draft gets nearer. Let's shift to the secondary now. Three guys that are going to be up at the end of the year that each played almost, I think, a thousand snaps. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, and Eli Apple. Uh, Bates has been quoted saying that he cannot leave $10 million on the table, meaning that he is most likely not going to be back in a Bengals uniform. He played on the tag this year. They could not get anything done last offseason. He was asking for more money than wanted, or his agent was, I should say. I don't think it's going to happen. Him and Von Bell have been a great pairing at the sa- at the safety position for us. They complement each other so well. Uh, Von Bell's a great inside-the-box tackler guy. You can cover it tight end, I guess. And Bates plays more of the center field aspect, kind of just patrolling down the field and he's made his presence known uh but von bell he might want close to 10 million a year i don't know if the Bengals do that maybe closer to like six and a half or seven he could also follow lou to arizona maybe lou brought him in and he's been great in his scheme but maybe von wants to stick around in cincy and because i know him and bates are both well liked in the locker room uh, they were both very somber in their interviews with James Rapine after their loss. And then there's Eli Apple. Uh, Eli, also a very divisive member of this team. He seems to get cooked in big plays when I watch him. seems more often than not I'm, I'm fuming because of him. Uh, he has stepped up, though. He seemed to have redeemed himself after his burnout and... Uh, the Giants. I don't know if his mom still brings him to practice, but I always thought that was kind of funny. And even being a Buckeye fan, he still kind of rubs me the wrong way. But can't argue with all the success he's kind of had. Who replaces those guys? Uh, Well, last year in the draft, the Bengals drafted three secondary players. Uh, Dax Hill actually got a lot of run in this season. He played pretty well. He seems like he'll have a good future with uh, the Bengals. Also drafted Tyson Anderson out of Toledo. I think he got hurt either in the preseason or early in the season. He was more going to be a special teams guy, but it would have been nice to see him on the field a little bit. And then there was Cam Taylor-Britt, who played a lot down the stretch. Once Cheeto got hurt, he's going to be a nice, massive get back next season. So Cam couldn't see himself starting at that other corner position if Eli doesn't come back. Dax Hill seems to have Jesse Bates' spot sealed up. Uh, don't know if Tyson Anderson is really an answer for Von Bell in that situation. Maybe if Lou leaves, they switch from the less 4-2-5 they kind of seem to play. But that said, with NFL going more towards a, a speed aspect, having Tyson out there would be nice. Uh, all three of those guys... 40-yard dashes clocked in under 4-3-8. But maybe that's why they drafted Tyson. Maybe they just wanted him to be a gunner on special teams, which makes sense. Someone else on defense that's had a lot of impact lately is uh, Jermaine Pratt. He has been quoted saying he wants third down linebacker money, which means he wants to play every snap. He more so started out as just a first and second down thumper for the Bengals, but he did acclimate well into the more of a a playmaker he's always notorious for stripping out that football if i saw anyone stand anyone on the field i knew jermaine was coming for that ball just like uh, against travis kelsey late in the season (laughs) i'll never forget that play i love it 
never forget the look in his eyes. He has probably played his way into a more expensive contract than they want to pay for. And that, I totally get it. Especially with Marcus Bailey and Akeem Davis Gaither waiting in the wings. They could kind of both fill his spot at the same time with Marcus Bailey being more of a first and second down linebacker and then letting Akeem speed kind of be more of a pass covering guy on third down, maybe third and short. You do keep Bailey in. Uh, he can kind of do both, but he's not as athletic. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch with the Bengals, see if they change their defensive scheme, see who they re-sign. Um, could be a whole new look, especially if we lose Lou, which I don't think any Bengals fan wants to happen. Staying with the linebacker room, though, Logan Wilson has definitely earned himself a contract extension. Uh, let's go back to that draft. It was Burrow 1, T. Higgins 2, and Logan Wilson the third round. Like, those were major hits. Totally changed the franchise around. It, Logan's been huge for the defensive success. I think last season he started out with, like, four interceptions in the first three games or something. He's all over the field. I, I don't know if he set the Bengals tackle record in a game he might have that uh, wouldn't surprise me so he's definitely going to earn himself a big contract he's defensive general you got to have him out there now switching to the offense again uh these are the two big boys uh one i'll i'll keep the biggest for last but t higgins his name has been am amongst a lot of trade speculation if the Bengals can't get a done deal uh, Higgins does have the same agent as Jesse Bates, so there's a little worry about that. But Higgins has been so much more crucial to this team that the Bengals would probably ante up a little bit more for him. Uh, that said, he's still under contract for two years. They can still use a fifth-year option on him. He Maybe he takes a little bit of a pay cut. I don't know what he thinks he deserves to be paid as. Top 10, maybe. Definitely top 15, I'd say, in the league. Uh, to keep the boys around, maybe him, Chase, and Burrow all kind of go on and go the Tom Brady route, but in these days, that's most likely not going to happen. In this offense, we do need like a, a 1A and a 1B. If teams take away Jamar, then T's always stepped up. Having Tyler Boyd as a third is huge as well. Like This offense thrives on three receivers, and having T to be always be there is, is great. Is it going to be worth maybe 20 21 million a year probably he hasn't been to a pro bowl yet but he definitely has the talent to be there so we can probably uh stop the chatter about the trades unless the Bengals get blown away but it's going to take at least probably two firsts to get him especially with him still in their contract so let's just uh put an end to that Last but not least is my man, Joe Burrow, the face of the franchise, one of the faces of the NFL. He is so fun. He's so cool. <laughs> Always curious what he's wearing before the stadium entrance. Uh, he's just a likable guy. And he does kind of teeter on the uh, cocky confidence line, but typically it's more more confident. But he's passed uh, AFC Championship game remarks. Not that he had many to say, but... I just hope that doesn't tarnish his image. It probably won't. I think that he needs to get a uh, Mahomes-like deal. Do whatever it takes to keep him there. Forever. Uh, if that means giving him 10-year, 500, 550 million dollars, I don't care. 
he himself probably wants one of those four-year deals where he can reset the league record again when he's still in his late 20s. But it seems like he wants to stay with Cincy. Seems like he likes the area. I mean, he's an Ohio kid. He's single-handedly turned that franchise around. So, like he said, as long as he's there, the window's always open for them to win a Super Bowl. And um, I think that's what every Bengals fan wants right now. So it'll be interesting. That's more of a... Uh, an, a when than an if. It sounds like they want to get it done as soon as they can. You know, maybe uh, changing the name to Paycor Stadium had something to do with that. They were selling up naming rights like crazy. People are calling that Pay Joe Stadium. And rightfully so. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Like always, I appreciate you listening to at Ethos Bengals. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. That's Josh Reeser. And Houdan Nation. 